Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming up on episode 109 of Anarcho Agenda, I delve into my own deconstruction process and I talk about cancel culture and the Canadian trucker convoy. All that coming up on Anarcho Agenda. This podcast is covered by the BIPCOT No Government License. This allows for use and reuse by anyone except governments and or government agents. Learn more at BIPCOT.org. Deconstruction. At least deconstruction of ideas is something that all of us have to go through at some point. It's important to deconstruct everything you've been taught to really figure out what you truly believe. This is episode 109 of Anarcho Agenda. I am Riley Blake. I'm back from a bit of a hiatus. I haven't done a show in about a year. I'm going to try hard to get back to doing a show again because I miss it. I love it. And I just haven't been feeling my voice lately because there's too much weirdness in the world and I didn't want to contribute to all the anger and the angst and the craziness. So I'm going to spend some time talking about my own construction and deconstruction process. Several years ago in 2014 was when the situation at Bundy Ranch took place when the Bundy family stood up against the federal government for their right to graze their cattle. This was a period of time for me when I was, you know, in college, kind of doing my thing, living life. And I went with some friends to this protest because we were opposed to the idea of having a free speech zone in America where the right to free speech is guaranteed in the First Amendment, at least it should be, in their supposed founding document, the Constitution. When we were there, people were protesting by waving American flags, the flag of the oppressor. Why would people wave the flag of the oppressor? It made no sense to me at the time, and it still doesn't today. That is when my deconstruction of the state began. My path toward libertarianism really, really kicked off. And I started listening to a talk show called Free Talk Live. And that basically helped me find the rest of the path to liberty. It hasn't been easy. When I'm living in a world full of statists, it's hard to find my voice as a libertarian. And finding my voice as a libertarian has been really difficult because there are a lot of people that love authority. They love authority. 
They love the authority so much. They want authority to prophesy for them. They want authority to tell them how to live. They want authority to tell them what to think, what to wear. It's just so strange that people love this idea of authority. Me? I no longer like authority. I no longer want someone to tell me what to do. I think it's unhealthy for someone to believe that someone else has the right to tell you what to do. You can ask somebody to tell you what to do if you want to hire them, but I want to fire you and hire you at my own will and pleasure. You are here to serve me, not the other way around. So 2017 began my faith deconstruction process. And it was really tough because I chose to do things that I really wanted to do. I'm not going to get into the things that I chose to do here on this podcast, but suffice it to say, they are not acceptable to my religious faith at that time. I'm not one of these people that wants to bow and scrape to a deity in hopes for some better reward in some afterlife that may or may not even exist. Instead, I would rather be free to live my own personal life. Yeah, it's going to be challenging. Yeah, I'm sure I'll mess it up from time to time. But you know what? At least it's mine. At least I own it. At least it's my choice, and not anyone else's. In 2018, I had the opportunity to try alcohol for the first time. Now, mind you, most people do it in their teens, 20s. I did it in my 30s. I approached it very differently because part of me just wanted to follow the religious rules and part of me was afraid of the drugs and the alcohol, which is this drug anyway, and I don't know why we separate them. But at the same time, I was curious. I was curious how it tasted. So I got an opportunity to try alcohol. I learned that I like wine over beer. And I also got the chance to try edibles, edible marijuana. Dun, 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 the devil's lettuce. Or so we have been told by crazy people who think that marijuana is bad. What I learned from my first experience with edibles was that marijuana affects me differently than alcohol. I feel a lot more anxious. I feel weirder. But over time, I have learned to trust that experience to be beneficial for me. And I will get to that in just a moment. In 2020, I had my first experience with mushrooms. I took mushrooms in a medicine ceremony, which was perfect for the experience. Yeah, sure, there were still challenges. I still faced fear. But taking mushrooms in a ceremonial setting with people around me that helped me get through the tough parts of the trip was very beneficial. In September of 2020, I had my first two ayahuasca ceremonies, and they were also challenging, but still, help was there, and it was very healing to go through that experience. I have since done ayahuasca again last year in December, and I still take cannabis regularly. Now, the reason why I like working with cannabis regularly, like on a weekly or bi-weekly or sometimes even once a month, to me, it's a spiritual tool. It's a tool of connection. It's a tool of breaking out of the usual work patterns, the usual day patterns to really look at where my thoughts are and why I'm behaving a certain way. And it's the same thing with mushrooms, except cannabis is a little more gentle than something like ayahuasca or mushrooms. 
And I continue to work with cannabis on a regular basis because I find it beneficial. I love it. In future episodes, I will talk about cannabis as a spiritual tool. And I also want to delve into the topic of psychedelics and spirituality and how that relates to libertarianism. I bring this up only to talk to you about deconstruction and how difficult it is to go through a deconstruction process of yourself. The psychedelic experience hastens that and brings it on faster. But to the average person, deconstructing everything you held dear is going to feel like a death of sorts. You're going to experience fear. For example, if you're deconstructing your faith, you may have thoughts like, where am I going to go? What am I going to believe? How am I going to know what's true and what's not? The nice thing is, we have a tool at our disposal, and that is you and your conscience and your ability to test things, to experiment, to try things, to find out what works and what doesn't. Guess what? It might be messy, and that's okay. Because at the end of the day, at least you know where you stand. Nowadays, in my faith deconstruction slash reconstruction process, I would describe myself as spiritual. I don't necessarily believe that organized religion is the answer. However, I accept the fact that organized religion is beneficial for you, if that's what you want to do. But it's not beneficial for everybody. And it's not a monopoly on salvation or exaltation or whatever nirvana the priests or prophets or pastors or or Buddhas tell you is going to be after this life. We don't really know. The most important thing we have right now is this moment. This moment right here, when you're listening to this show, whatever you're doing. This moment is extremely important. Because it's the only moment you have. It's the only moment you can control. Yes, the storms of life are going to come down, and they're going to beat upon us, and it's going to be okay. Because at the end of the day, What's important is how you manage the storms in your life. Remember, as you deconstruct everything that you've been taught, you're going to get through it. It's going to be okay. And when you get through the deconstruction process and make it out the other side, you will be a much better human being. So where do you go after deconstruction? This is going to be a question you have to answer on your own. Where am I going? I don't know. My hope one day is to facilitate ceremonial experiences with cannabis or Things of that nature. But at this point, I really don't know. And that to me is acceptable. It's not scary. It doesn't frighten me to not know. In fact, it's more exciting to not know sometimes. Sometimes it's more exciting to be just in the journey. Just embracing the moment. Being like, you know, this is great. I don't know where I'm going. Maybe I could be sent to hell for all I know. But you know what? If I get sent to hell... At least I had a good time. So where you go is up to you. You can either sit in indecision or stand in decision and say, this is me. This is where I am going. Either way, it's up to you. There has been a lot happening in the world, especially in Canada, where end of January, early February, a convoy of truckers traveled to Ottawa, Canada to protest the mandate. Recently, the protests were broken up by Canadian police because the prime minister decided to be an authoritarian dictator and decided to enact emergency powers to break up the protests and use violence. 
to break up a peaceful protest. Now, of course, people on the left are cheering in the song because this is acceptable to them. These people are full of hate. They're racist. Oh, wait, they aren't. That's what they're painted as. And when you paint people with negative brushes, what happens is violence can easily be justified. And when you justify violence against people you don't like, it just goes to show that you love being an authoritarian dictator. And you love the state. You love control. You don't want any voice but yours in the marketplace. That's not right. It's not right because we require all voices. Progressive, socialist, Nazi, communist, whatever your voice says, express it. I will not likely agree with you. I'll think you're crazy for believing in socialism. But I'm not going to advocate banning you from the world just because you're a socialist. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous because it feeds into this narrative of I'm censored because I'm speaking the truth. That's how every side may potentially frame their censorship. And you're playing into this narrative if you censor people that Oh, they're just censoring us because we're telling the truth and they don't like the truth. Don't censor people. It's dangerous. And that brings us to cancel culture, which is still rampant in 2022, especially when it comes to someone like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has had people on his show that disagree with the prevailing narrative about the COVID virus. I mean, COVID-1984. So as a result, People have wanted him canceled. They've tarnished him. They've painted him as a hate-filled racist bigot. Guess what? People who label others that way and want to cancel others because of the label of bigots, racist, these sorts of things, need to realize that one day they're going to get canceled too. When that happens, who's coming to protect you? It certainly won't be us who got canceled. We're not going to protect you. We're done. We're gone. There's nothing we can do about protecting you any longer. Because you didn't protect us. The most important thing to remember is that canceling people leads to censorship. Canceling people leads to control. It leads to polarization. It leads to radicalization. Is this what you want? You want more radical people in your world? You want more radical nationalists? Censor them. You want more radical libertarians? Censor them. This is where radicalization really, really becomes dangerous, is when people are so radicalized because they're so isolated that they decide that violence is necessary for their voice to be heard. And we all know how the state loves violence. They're great at it. Don't become like the state. Remember, peace is the answer. Peace is the answer as you deconstruct everything you've been taught. Peace is the answer in this world where people are yelling at each other over disagreements. Peace should be your way, and liberty your light. This concludes episode 109 of Anarcho Agenda. I am Riley Blake. If you like the show and you want to support my content, you can support me on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. And if you want to send me Bitcoin or any kind of crypto, I accept a few. All the necessary info is in the description of this podcast episode. Thank you very much for listening. Catch you next episode.
Wah.